0: Okay, thank you everybody for joining, attending, and tuning in. Uh, we're here on the third night of Hanukkah, and we are continuing our Shir on tefillah. Last, ye- last week, we left off in our section on Rosh Chodesh discussing the various liturgies of Rosh Chodesh, and we covered Yalebi we covered Barchin Avshi, and then the Birkata Chodesh, and the uh, we covered uh, the blessing on the Chodesh, We covered the uh, the Berkat HaLevana, and last week specifically. Sorry, I'm just going uh, to do a mute all here for uh, for the for the reverb. Okay, so and we covered last week specifically the history and the development of the Hallel, specifically in regards to Rosh Chodesh and how Hallel has. Um, it won a place, and how halel became a part and parcel of the Rosh Chodesh davening. That was what we discussed last week, and most of the material while, when we discuss... Okay, so most of the material when we discuss the Halel is rabbinic in nature, in the sense that most of the, uh, the, the material that traces its development and the history of it is either from Pesukim, meaning the, the, the verses in, in Psalms themselves, or it is from the gemarot and the Midrashim. We have mostly works of the of and the Tanaim discussing Hallel. However, there is not much secular work done on Hallel, besides for a little bit of, uh, what's the word? Uh, you know, ancillary work done regarding uh, how the Hallel was said during some Temple practices. But by by far and large, the study of halal and its development is mostly one that we'll find in the Mishnah and in the Gemara. So, and we did, we also mentioned regarding Rosh Chodesh, that this uh, practice of making Rosh Chodesh, of saying Hallel on Rosh Chodesh, is... Really, a minhag which started in Bavel as a uh, as a simply as a minhag, not as a as a halacha. And Rav witnessed it, to his astonishment, and however he allowed it to, he sanctioned it. He allowed it to remain. So the halel on Rosh Chodesh is not a typical halel. It is not what we call a halel g- uh, gamur. It is not a full, complete halel. It is a halel zutah, halel bidilug. It is a skipped halel. It's a halel which we say which is shorter. And this, uh, tonight, I wanted to take a bit of a digression, a little bit of a pivot from our normal uh, cl- our, our normal uh, liturgy class for the sake of Hanukkah, which also has halel as a prominent feature. Specifically, when you look at the uh, topic of Hallel, or you look at the, uh, the history of halal. most of the, of the secular work done uh, to trace the origins of halal have very much to do with the, uh, the Hallel of Chanukah and the Hallel of the Pesach Seder. So we're going to look a little bit at that later, because I figured it's a good opportunity to discuss some of the, the secular work that I don't really love discussing here um, a little bit later in this, in, uh, tonight. Okay, so front and center of the story of Hanukkah is the uh, obligation made by the rabbis to say, to recite and sing the Hallel in celebration of the miracle that happened. So much so that the Hallel receives a status of Hallel Gamor. It receives a complete, um, complete Hallel, that we have to say, we don't skip, we don't do nothing. It gets the same status as the Hallel of Sukkot or the Hallel of any of the other, other Yom Tovim. And we have this explicitly in a Brighton, Mesechet Arachin, on the bottom of the page of Daf Yudam Ralev. It says, Rabbi Yochanan. Uh, Here we go. Mishum Rabbi Shimon ben in the name of Rabbi Shimon Ben Sadak, Shmona asar Yamim, there are 18 days of the year, Shahayachid Gomer Bahenat Halel, where the individual completes the Halel. Why does it say the individual? Because this means that it's such a, its not a minhag; it's an obligation, and therefore, even if you were alone and you didn't have a sibor with you, you would still be compelled; you would still be obligated to say the halal in its entirety. And these—they are shmoni mecha the eight days of Sukkot; vishmoni mei Chanukah, the eight days of Chanukah; v'yom tov harishon shall pesach; v'yom tov harishon Shel atzeret. And on the Tovah of Atzeret, in Bigola, we have, uh, in, in the exile, there's 21 days. Okay. So we see that, the uh, unlike the other holidays which are biblical in nature, Hallel, which is even rabbinic, it's a Dirabanan, it receives this st- same lofty status in that it um, has an obligation of saying the Hallel. So, it is interesting that the first... Uh, mitzvah that comes to mind when we think about Chanukah is the mitzvah of, of lighting the Chanukiah. However, if we read the Gemara in uh, Shabbat and we read the Rambam and we read all the sources about the institution of the holiday of Chanukah, the first uh, first feature of the celebrations of, of Chanukah is Halel veHoda'ah. As for an example, Let's look at the Gemara on Shabbat of Chaf'alif Beit. The Gemara on Shabbat of Chaf'alif f- f- uh famously asks, My Chanukah, what is Chanukah? The Gemara answers. Now, what, I should just uh, give an explanation here for anybody who's not familiar. Uh, the Gemara clearly knows what Chanukah is. The, uh, it, and obviously it's, it discusses Chanukah before it even brings this b'rightah. The Gemara brings it all the way at the end of the, not all the way, but mostly at the end of here of this discussion when it asks, Mai Hanukkah, what is Hanukkah? Because it's discussing the, 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 the laws of damages of somebody's near Hanukkah damages something. My Hanukkah, this Braita is not really, uh, many people will, will say like, what is the Gemara? Asking Mai Hanukkah, the rabbis didn't know what Hanukkah is. Well, two things here. First of all, Chanukah does not have the same status as Purim, even though it's a rabbinic commandment. Purim was was done in the in the era of the prophets. It was done in the, at least the later prophets, but Han, uh, Purim was instituted already by the by the Anshe while Chanukah happened many hundreds of years later when prophecy had already come to an end. So its institution wasn't going to be as um, as great as an institution of the late Second Temple period. Now, furthermore. This breita, this Gemara here that says May Chanukah, is not really, is probably not the Gemara speaking itself. This is the Gemara bringing a quotation from a Breitah known as migilat, migilat Tanit. There's a, a, a collection of, uh, what, what do you call it? There's a collection of rabbinic teachings which were not put in the Mishnah, they're called Breitot. One of them, one of these books was called Megillat Anit, the scroll of, of fast days. And it's not really a scroll of fast days, it's a scroll of days that you're not allowed to fast. And in the Megillat Anit, famously, um, it used to be just a table, just a list of days. And then eventually, uh, next to those lists of days, over the centuries, different scolia, or like notes, lines, to each uh, entry on the table were added. For example, if it said the name, if it said the day Asra Betevet, it'll say, why can't you... Uh, sorry, Tu Bishvat, it'll say, why can't you fast in Tu Bishvat, and it'll explain. So Chanukah was one of the, 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 the entries in Megillah Tanit and the scolia there says in one of the versions, "My Chanukah, the Tanura Banan. And if you read this language of the scolia, you can see that the scolia of Megillah Tanit developed throughout the generations, because, you know, over the hundreds of years, different writers added different parts. So the Breitot, underwent changes. And this is immediately evident when you read the B'raith It says the Tanur Abbanan, our Rabbis taught, Bechaf hei b'kislev, on the 25th of Kislev, Yomei de um, there was the days of Hanukkah. sorry, Bechaf hei b'kislev, Yomei de hanukkah timnaya, there are eight days of Hanukkah. You know, D'la mispad behon, you're not allowed to do eulogies, but D'la behon, and you're not allowed to fast. Why? Now that this first part is in Aramaic and then it switches to Hebrew again switching to hebrew would indicate that it's a different author when the yevanim the 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 Seleucids the the Assyrian Greeks entered the holy sanctuary Shimani, shimanim they defiled all the oils in the egaal and when the house of Hashmonai was was victorious and won them over ala uh, they only found one uh, pure jug of oil left that had the, uh, the seal of the Kohen Gadol. Everyone knows the story. And only had enough oil to light one day. And the miracle occurred and it lit for eight days. The next year, they established it as uh, days of Yom Tov. For Hallel, for praise and for thanks. So this is clearly understood by the poskim, halal, meaning to say halal. Hoda'ah, the thanks, is something we accomplish with al-hanisim. When we say al-hanisim, we accomplish the hoda'ah aspect of, um, of the institution of Hanukkah, of the, let's say, the institution of the rabbis for Hanukkah. Now, this tells us that, at least in the Gemara's view, the halal is far, far more important than the lighting of the Neirot. And you see this in Al Anisim as well. You see in Al at the end of the we discussed Al last year, as also a digression for Hanukkah. We said, And in the in the in the in the Al it says it backwards, but they they established these days of Hanukkah to praise, which is what to, to thanks, which is what you're doing in in, in the Brahav Modim. So it says Lahodot first, and then Ula Halel, and then after the Shmonasray, you're going to do Halel. Likewise, in the Rambam, if you look at the, the Rambam's account of the story of of Hanukkah, it also brings first he also makes the idea of hallel the ikar of the um, of the the institution or of the the yeah the institution of the celebration. The Rambam says he after telling the whole story, which I want to, which I won't repeat. <laughs> Because of this, the sages of that generation ruled that those eight days which begin with the 25th of Kislev, they should be days of joy and they should be days of thanks. And lastly, so And lastly, we should then also light the candles on uh, the, the, the doors of the house on every single night. There are some who go so far as to say, that the institution of Hallel, this is even rabbinic sources, the institution of Hallel probably came uh, well before the institution of uh, the commandment to, at least the rabbinic commandment, to light Neirot Hanukkah. Meaning Nerot Hanukkah were nice, but the, this becoming normative, this Halakha to light Neirot Hanukkah, developed a few years after the first reaction, which was to say, uh, Hallel. So clearly, and we're going to discuss this a little more later, this uh, concept of Hallel is critical to the idea of Chanukah, to, to, to rejoice through praising Hashem. So now, why do, why does Chanukah receive a Hallel Gamor? Why does it receive a complete Hallel, just like uh, the days of, for example, just like the days of, of Sukkot. So, if you look in the Beit Yosef, he brings the Shiboli HaLeket, right? Uh, safer from roughly the 13th century, if I'm remembering correctly. And the Shiboli HaLeket Siman Kuf Ayin Dalit brings at least three reasons. One from Rashi, one from his brother, and, let me, and one from another place. Let me, let me just uh, bring it up, I have uh, an image of it because I want to read it inside. It's a little more helpful to read it inside. Uh, photos. Excuse me for a second. Here we go. Why do we complete the whole halal Hanukkah? I found a reason given by Rashi. I found a reason given by Rashi. Because every single night has its own nair, it is like a festival which every day has its own korban, like uh, like Sukkot. And therefore, because it's like Sukkot in that regard, that every day it has its own korban, therefore every single day it should receive its own halal, just like Sukkot. Sukkot every day has its own korban, and therefore it has, its, and likewise it has its own halel for every day. So too Hanukkah has a has a nair for every night or a nace for every night. Therefore you get a we have a halel for every single for every night uh, for every night. Okay. Furthermore, he brings from his brother Vahirbi a Every single day, you had a new chidush hanais. Every day there was a new, uh, you know, uh, renewal of the the miracle because every night the the the, the miracle was restarted. And therefore, because there was a renewal of the miracle every night, therefore, we have to say a new halal every single day. And we have to say a halal gamur every single day. Lastly, um, he brings the Asu Where's this last one? The old he found that Chanukah was called Chanukah. Al shem habayit because they dedicated or rededicated the temple after it had been defiled they cleaned it and purified it and rededicated it for proper service and the Yevanim the Greeks had uh, you know had defiled the entire temple so they went in and they and they uh, they they did a new chinuch habayit they did a new dedication of the of the temple of the of the and therefore. Because it was like the uh, original dedication of the Mishkan, right, where you had a where you had a uh, korban for every nasi. Here we go. And therefore, because we read on every day of Hallel, just like by the dedication of the temple, we read we read every of sorry, just like by the dedication of the Mishkan, we read every day a. a section of, of a nasi, one of the nasi'im, who each had their own uh, korban, and every nasi who brought a korban, he had to have a yom tov, and the yom tov had halal. it's inappropriate to, to, um, to have every day a new reading of, of, an, of, a, of a korban, of a nasi, and not say halal alongside it. If we're going to read the korban of the nasi'im, the 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 princes or the whatever the officers in of Klal Yisrael who gave who brought uh, the presidents who brought uh, sacrifices and each one had their own yom tov. If we're going to read a a, a a korban where every nasi had a personal yom tov, we have to say halal alongside with it. Now, this brings to mind the connection between Chanukah and Sukkot. So over here, the Shibolei Haleket is saying in a couple of ways. That Hallel has a different and new celebration every single day, just like the rededication of the Beit Hamikdash, and just like the bringing of the Nesiyim, and just like on Sukkot, where every day you have your own Korban. Therefore, every day we say our own Hallel, and this is the, sa- the same here. Is true by Sukkot, it's well known that on Sukkot every single day we are Gomeret Hallel. We say the entire, we com- say the complete Hallel. And although this is not very well known, um, this connection between Hallel and, sorry, Hanukkah and Sukkot is actually made in the Sefer HaMakabim. And uh, honestly, the the Book of Maccabees, Book 1, Book 2, they're not very well studied in the Jewish world because they were, you know, they're they're the Apocrypha. They're, they were texts that were written originally in Greek. They were not part of the Jewish canon. Their abunim never decided to make it a part of the Jewish canon for, well, many reasons. And therefore, they were never uh, really taught in the Jewish day schools. They are never taught in the Yeshivas. And if you're going to find the version of it, you're usually going to find the version of it in English or a version of it in, you know, some other language. Uh, the original ones were probably in Greek, and another, another good source is Yosefun, but uh, the, the Book of Maccabees are not very well studied by, by Jewish people, but the Christians studied it for a very long time. They preserved the Book of, Ma- of Maccabees, they preserved Book 1, Book, Book 2, and therefore we still have them uh, thanks to the fact that the Christians decided it should be part of their Bible. And um, therefore, we do have references in the book of Maccabees to this connection between Hallel and Sukkot in two places. So it should be noted that ma- the, these two places are in uh, book two of, ma- of uh, Maccabees 2. And book two is interesting because at least part of it was probably written by somebody who lived during that time. A, first, a first-hand a account, at least the first chapter. There are other chapters that are more complicated, but... Uh, Maccabees, 2, whether or not you like the Hellenist author or not, uh, it's clearly the work of contempor- of contemporaneous authors. and so they're very good sources of information, even if uh, you know, even if some of the messaging could be a little bit, the, the messaging of the authors or the, the attitudes of the authors can be very different than what you're used to reading in, in Dever Chazal. So the first, in the first chapter, is a letter to Egypt, a letter to the Jews of Egypt. And it's requesting that they celebrate Hanukkah. And the language of the letter basically says that they should celebrate Hanukkah on the 25th of Kislev as a rededication um, uh, of the Beit HaMikdash, just like the rededication that Nehemiah, the, the Navi, uh, did. On Sukkot, right? This is famous in the Sefer Nehemia. Nehemiah came, Nehemia, Ezra Ezra, Nehemiah, They came back to Yerushalayim and they assisted in the rebuilding of the Beit Hamikdash. And at the rededication ceremony, uh, Nehemia, uh taught the people Alachot of Sukkot because it was Sukkot time, and he chose the Sukkot time to rededicate the temple, and therefore. In the letter that they sent to the Jews of Egypt to tell them that they should observe the Hanukkah and they should observe the celebration, they mention that they should observe eight days just like the eight days of Sukkot. Furthermore, in the 10th chapter of Maccabees, it says something interesting. I'm, I'm going I'm to read you the English because we don't really have a Hebrew uh, reliable or normal Hebrew uh, uh, version. So let me just read to you chapter 10, uh, paragraphs, uh, sorry, uh, I guess sentences, verses, whatever you want to call them, Five through 8. So it says they rededicated the temple on the 25th of the month of Kislev the same day, on the same month in which the temple had been desecrated by the Gentiles. This is, this means that on the Chafhei Kislav was the day which Antiochus himself went in and uh, defiled the Beit HaMikdash uh, a, year, a few years prior. And so it was a very important day for the reded- rededication because it was, you know, like a, like a uh, almost an anniversary on this on the on that very day they were going to go and purify the the the, the Beit Hamikdash. Antiochus brought a pig, and and everybody might be familiar with some of those stories. the The happy celebra- celebration lasted eight days, like the festival of booths or shelters. And the people remembered how only a short time before they had spent the festival of shelters wandering like wild animals in the mountains and living in caves. Meaning, the year prior, they weren't able to to observe Sukkot because Sukkot in their time. Very much meant observing Sukkot in the Beit Hamikdash. Everyone would come up. they would be Olel R'egel. When the Greeks had sacked the the Beit Hamikdash, they could no longer properly bring uh, go to go to the Beit Hamikdash and bring Korbanot on Sukkot. So the year before, they were not able to because they were either fighting, uh, fighting or hiding, in the field. and uh, and this is what that, that 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 verse is referencing. But now, carrying green palm branches and sticks decorated with ivy, they paraded. The, around singing grateful praises to him who had brought about the purification of his own temple. So it's, it sounds like they took uh, palm trees, they took, uh, you know, uh, lulavim, and they paraded around as if it was uh, Sukkot. They made this celebration of eight days similar to um, sticks decorated with ivy. In other words, in, in a similar way to evoke the ideas of Sukkot, they paraded around Yushalayim to rededicate and singing praises to Hashem. Everyone agreed that the entire Jewish nation should celebrate this festival each year. So, clearly, the uh, Hanukkah, it seems from the historical sources, when it was first instituted, evoked passionate uh, feelings of the people similar into the festivities which people had, the, the local populace had enjoyed, the festivities which people were used to from Sukkot that they weren't able to do for the past couple years, and Hanukkah was, the, you know, was going to be eight days, very much to uh, follow, uh, so, some, so, so to speak, the eight days of, of Sukkot. So we should note, obviously, the name Chanukah itself means dedication. I mean, Chanukah tabayit. Okay, so the link to Sukkot on a theological level is a little bit of a stretch. Uh, you know, to, to say Sukkot and Chanukah are exactly the same, but I remember reading, uh, for example, Rabbi Sachs has a long piece on Sukkot, a very beautiful piece, how he speaks about how Sukkot is one, the only holiday which has a dual, uh, if you look at the liturgy at least, has a very dual uh, dual role. In the one sense, on Sukkot, if you look at if you look at all the mitzvot of Sukkot, they're very universal, that all the goyim bring karbanot. And on the other hand, the, a lot of the mitzvot are very particular, only to call Israel, right? We focus very much like on atzeret. And so you, Sukkot is one of these holidays where we, where we try to blend the universalism and the particularism of, of, of the Jewish people. And so, it is possible that Sukkot and Hanukkah have this link simply because it's rededication of the Jewish people's, you know, uh, what do you call it? Uh, the Jewish people's, spe- uh, what's the word? Uniqueness among the, the, the other nations. And there's some, some sense of nationalism here. It could be that that was, that was the link uh, bet- between the two. Historically, though, it is possible, although not probable, that they could, Hallel was affixed to Hanukkah. And the reason that halal was associated with Hanukkah was because halal had been associated with Sukkot. Because, originally, obviously, on Sukkot, every single day, we have this mitzvah of Hallel, or this Kabbalah from the Nevi'im we discussed last week, how we have this Misorah, going all the way back to the Prophets, that on Sukkot, we should say halal every day. So too, Chanukah, which might have been modeled after Sukkot, also received a halal every single day. So this is all possibilities. We we do know that the eight days, or at least in the in the Gemara's version, is eight days because of the eight days of the candles. But this is another way of of, um, of potentially understanding it that the eight days also corresponded to the eight days of Sukkot. Very nice. Not gonna. This this isn't going to going to upset anybody. I promise. But now, okay, so here, here goes to the part where please don't shoot the messenger because um, this is going to upset a lot of people. The secular research... Okay. So, yeah, so let's get back to the... the here we are. So the secular research uh, regarding Hanukkah. So... Uh, we're, okay. <sighs> How do we even start this? So when it comes to the Hallel of... Ha- when it comes to Hallel in general... From the time of really the Wissenschaft scholars and onwards, they really look at Hallel as parts of the fifth book of Tehillim, right? The fifth book of Psalms. And in their view, uh, as Bible critics, they don't believe that the fifth book of Psalms really was canonized or affixed or finished. Until roughly the first century, the second century, they don't believe for even a moment that David HaMelech wrote the fifth book of Tehillim. There are there are uh, you know parts of it that say Al Naharot Bavel, write a story of people leaving Jerusalem. Uh, you have uh, Aramaic words in the last book of Tehillim, so they don't believe for a, an instant that the fifth book of Tehillim was written by someone in the prophetic era. But they, when they try to date the Psalms that are in Kufyud Gimel all the way to Kufyud Zion, they very much are interested in Chanukah as the time of either the composition or the final redaction of these hymns and of of these psalms, mostly because of the language and of the themes of of the uh, of these psalms. For example, it says called Tagmulohi uh, tag Tagmulo Tagmulohi Alai, That's an, an Aramaic way of saying it. Many of the um, the phrases in in, in in the Hallel when it speaks about um, overcoming our enemies are very reminiscent of the victories of the of the Maccabees over uh, the Greeks. You know, uh, let's what, what's a good example here? If we pulled out uh, Hallel just for fun, I have a sitter here. Let's see if I could pull out some Hallel just to look. Th- you know what? Why am I pulling out Hallel? I could pull out, pull out the actual uh, the actual Tehillim. Let's go to 113. Halula Abde Hashem, right? Those who serve Hashem, Mecha. Then we have B I want to note that the first two the first two are more associated with those two hymns are associated with the Pesach Seder, but it's a discussion for another time. Um Ayena It speaks about the idols of the of the of the non-Jewish people. Um, here we go. Lohameti that's a theological argument. I invoke the name of Hashem, and Hashem saved my life. Right? delivered me from death, my eyes from tears, and my feet from stumbling. Uh, let's see. Uh, many, many more psukim here, which seems like all the nations have beset me, but by the name of Hashem, I surely will cut them down. A lot of um, a lot of verses here, which sound like the the the, the hymns or the psalms of people who are uh, cheering for their victory over the goyim around them. So for this reason. Uh, it, they believe that the dating of the Hallel is at the very latest. At least when it became the complete Hallel was at the very latest um, at the time of Chanukah. So, furthermore, the Wissenschaft scholars um, actually believed that, and I, I was astonished to see this because I, I don't actually read German yet. So there's a couple. There's almost three places where the Scho- where the Wissenschaft scholars, the, the German uh, Jewish scholars back in the 20th century discussed this and a 20, I'm sorry, really the 19th century. So they discussed this idea where they really believed that there was a winter solstice festival. And I say that with some cynicism and oh, I guess disbelief, that there was a winter solstice festival that used to happen in, in, in the base of Mikdash Uh, before Hanukkah ever happened, which lasted roughly eight days long, and then eventually, once the the, the festivities for the victories of the Maccabees happened, then they merged those festivals together, and it became what we know today as Hanukkah. So that is their view, and in their view, uh, the Chashmonaim brought in, uh, or really completed the halal as we know it today, uh, and they what's the word, composed and wrote these psalms of praise in their era, and those stuck with the Jewish people forever. And in other words, Hallel is the child of Hanukkah itself. It wasn't written by the prophets. It's the child of the episode of Hanukkah itself. That is the secular view. I thought I'd mention it. Um, it also gets a little bit more complicated because the earlier, uh, the earlier psalms, like B'Tseitzi Psalm and B'sayim were probably earlier and, and probably started, um, he believes, that it probably started at some persecution. He, he uh, sorry, I'm saying he. Uh, let's say Louis Finkelstein in 1951. He wrote a, a piece called the "Origins of Halal," and he thinks that um, that B'tzayti Yisrael might have been early, but it was said. You know, there were times when they could say it. There were times when they couldn't say it because of the the Egyptian power. You know, there was there was, when the Alexander's kingdom split between the Seleucid and the the, the Ptolemaic uh, sides. So there were, they were very hard for them to say a psalm like Bet Yisrael in Mitzrayim for the Pesach Seder because the Egyptians would have been offended. That's at least his opinion. And uh, there are times when, from the persecutions of Antiochus, and and various times where, where things got changed up. And most importantly, and this is actually an interesting argument, whether or not you you um, whether or not you subscri- you like the secular view at all. Um, it is an interesting argument that the in the time of Antiochus and the Hellenist Jews was the first time really during the temple period where the Jewish people had a very strange situation where they had a festival like Sukkot or a festival like Pesach, but they couldn't do it in the Beit HaMikdash. The Beit HaMikdash was ransacked or the Beit HaMikdash was defiled. So for the first time in Jewish history, they had to figure something else out. They couldn't go to Jerusalem and bring a Korban Pesach. So what is Pesach this year, right? Before the, the Beit HaMikdash was even destroyed, the Jewish people had to figure out a way to celebrate Pesach without the Korban Pesach. So that might have been the dawn of the birth of the Pesach Seder and the Psalms that were said for a Pesach Seder. This might have been the dawn of a birth uh, the, or the dawn or the genesis of uh, many of the practices, the liturgical practices, or all sorts of uh, avoda practices outside of the Beit HaMikdash at the end of the Bayit Shemi. And that, that's actually a very interesting uh, argument, whether or not we subscribe to that or not. But um, that's, that's where the first two... Uh, psalms and, and their versions stick to in the study of the Pesal Seder that those first two were originally written for the Pesal Seder and the rest of them maybe were finished Hanukkah time, etc. It's complicated and um, not really uh, the topic for right right now. Okay, so uh, please don't shoot the messenger. I'm sorry about the Bible criticism and we're going to go a little weiter. The last thing I just wanted to mention just because it's Hanukkah is um, just this idea of Hanukkah, we, we st- of, of Hallel. We started off with this idea that Hallel, in the Gemara's sense, in the Gemara's uh, uh, perspective, Hallel, and if you look at Al Nisim, Hallel seems to be the most important part of Hanukkah. Praising Hashem for the miracle is the most impo- important part. So, in Mishnah Survara under Baron Kotler, brings, this is probably the first page of Chela uh, of, uh, Gimel, he explains that there's two types of halel. One type of halel is a formal, you know, ritual for a holiday. One form of one form of halel is something which we have to say because you know it's sukkot time, it's Pesach time. That's one form of halel. And there's another form of halel which is a reaction to a nace, right? This is whether it's chanukah or some personal nace or Yom ma'ut if you're very uh, modern like that. Then you know there's two w- ways you can look at halal. Either it's a formal formal ritual, or it's a reaction to a miracle. It's a reaction to a nace. Chanukah, the, the halal of Chanukah is not a biblical command. You know, it's not a uh, what's it called, uh, commandment from the prophets. It is definitely just a reaction to the miracle. But you could have a reaction to a miracle, which is gratitude. And then you could have a reaction to a miracle which is more than just gratitude. So Ravaran Cutler, Cutler said that the emphasis of the of the halal of Hanukkah is the is it more than praising Hashem, it is praising Hashem or, or giving thanks to Hashem. It is doing so in order to process the miracle itself. Meaning a person can experience something, but if he doesn't speak it out, if he doesn't think about it, if he doesn't make a deal make a big deal out of it, then he can miss the opportunity to process it and to internalize it. Sometimes an event will happen to us, and it can be very easy to write it off or to move forward, to try to forget about it. But if we can talk about the event, if we can, you know, do something tangible for that event, then that helps us as human beings process or internalize. Uh, what just happened to us and the same is true with Hallel. it says uh, right. it says that the, the Jewish people saw the the, the Egyptians dead on the, on, the, on the surface of the water they, they saw what just happened to them but right afterwards they sang a shirah. right afterwards they said Shir. without because they were trying to internalize what they what they had just experienced in order to internalize it you have to speak it out you can't just feel elated you can't just feel joy you have to actually express that joy and without the naviim, without the prophets to interpret the miracle and to tell them exactly what it meant it was up to them to the chachamim at the time to help the jewish people in, to internalize the message of hanukkah they had to uh Institute that people should say a Hallel and to show gratitude and praise Hashem for what he had did had done for them Because if they didn't then this would have just passed as a long, another minor miracle Another small event and people would have never carried it with them. The message of Hanukkah is obviously That if one is ready to be most Efesh for Torah, then They will see miraculous results if a person is really doing something L'Shem Shemayim He's really doing it for the sake of the Torah, because he wants, you know, the, the teaching, the truth of the Torah to, to prevail, then that person can receive miraculous and divine intervention. And that was the message, uh, this, the, this miracle and this message of this, this light of Hanukkah, is something that, that the rabbanim wanted us to keep. And as an aside, from a historical perspective, it is interesting that if you look at the successes of the Hashmonai family, their early successes were a lot greater earlier in their career, when they were very pure, when, uh, you know, first Matisyao refused uh, to, to allow any form of Avodah Zarah in, in Modi'in, and then his son uh, took over, they were very, very strict and pure about their intentions. They began with, you know, a very rigid and and clear vision of how Eretz Yisrael should have been run. And Eretz Yisrael should have been run according to the to the Torah and according to the to, to Halacha. They would not stand for anything less when they started... Their original. They started their original armies. They followed halacha and they did fasting and they weeded out anybody who was just just married or just who just planted a vineyard or just built a house. They did all everything klape halacha, and all of their battles were miraculous. They, uh, an army of maybe three to six thousand people, destroyed Greek forces, uh, Seleucid forces numbering in the tens of thousands. This is historical fact. So. We see that in the beginning, when they had all of this amazing mesechta nefesh for teirah, that, that that was when that was when they're, 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 they had the most uh, nisim. It was later on, when uh, after the initial somewhat victories, when the, when it became a lot more political, or when the Maccabees started to turn it into something more than just religion, but something like a nationalism or a political independence. That was when. You know, things started to to go a little bit downhill for the Hasmonaim. So the Hanukkah message, at least this, you know, it's it's remained a minor holiday. But the the Rabbanim were never. If you look at the Gemara, the Gemara doesn't make a homa for the for Hanukkah like it does by Purim, obviously, because it was first of all it was much later. But second of all, because the Chachamim were never hum- humongous fans of the Chachamunayim. They didn't all state Tzadikim, you know, some of them became tzideikim. Uh They were Kohanim who tried taking over the Melucha. They weren't perfect people by any stretch of the imagination. But we did recognize this one fact, that at one point, people got up and said, Mila Hashem elayim. A couple of people got up and they said, who is, who is, Whoever is for God is with us. And just that level of messiah Nefesh brought divine intervention and, and brought a... Uh, divine miracle, and it's possible that whoever really dedicates himself for Torah in that measure can receive uh, supernatural assistance from Shemayim, and that is the, in short, the message of, of Hanukkah. And in short, it's the, it's the, the reason why Halal and the praise of Hashem is plays such a prominent role in order to reinforce in us this um, realization of Hashkachapreti Tiself, and with that, we'll conclude the. Um, study of Halal of Hanukkah. If anybody has any questions, please please throw them my way because I know there might be some historical questions here. But um, anyway, next week, the Hashem, we'll continue more in our regular vein of Rosh Chodesh. So, Afrelech and Hanukkah.